today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. You've driven on the Red Hill over the last, uh, well, six years. Uh, you should be concerned about this. Uh, yesterday, Hamilton City staff issued an extraordinary apology to the public, admitting a damning report that raises concerns about the friction levels on the asphalt on the deadly Red Hill Parkway. Now, we've had panel discussions here. We've had, right here in this studio, family members of people who have died in collisions on that road. And there were studies done, and counselors and staff at, at one time or another all said the road's safe and just people are driving too fast. They, they were going to do some improvements, but they said, no, like, you know, that, it's fine. No, it's not. We're going to look at this from a couple of different perspectives, uh, this revelation about this uh, report. I want to get Dan McKinnon in on the conversation. He is the uh, general manager of public works for the city of Hamilton and was obviously intimately involved in the discussion yesterday. Dan, thanks for jumping in. I appreciate your time today. Good morning, Bill. Uh, the obvious question is what happened here? Uh, well, we, we shared information with council last night that uh, they, that I, I don't believe they've ever seen before. And as a result of that, they directed us to do the uh, the release that we did last night. And uh, so we're kind of dealing with the rollout of that. No, I'm not trying to point fingers here, but I mean, the, the, uh, there's a concern here about how could this thing be sitting around for six years? And, and, and so, was it in somebody's bottom drawer? I mean, what happened here? So I think there's uh, obviously there's going to be lots of uh, really important questions that are going to be asked over the next several days. And I think, uh, you know, I, I guess my, my comment would be that people may have to be patient when it comes to getting answers to those questions. Council last night directed the auditor, the city's auditor, to undertake an investigation. And uh, so that's something that um, he, he will be uh, working on over the next couple of months. And I think we're all going to be eagerly awaiting his findings. Uh, that's unprocessed. Um, but I guess the other element to this, too, and, and we'll probably get more answers of that once that auditor report comes out, is uh, is what's this doing about uh, the work that needs to be done? And, and I, to that end, apparently, uh, you've moved a few things and jigged a few things around, and a few of the things that people have been asking or recommending that maybe be done on the road looks like they're finally going to get done. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what's important, uh, I would say, for your listeners is, is notwithstanding the fact that uh, council's never seen this information before, uh, they were hearing anecdotal stories, and um, they directed staff last year to, to begin a, a process whereby on an annual basis, council could see uh, an annual collision report. Um, so the collision numbers are uh, consistent with, uh, you know, wet weather, uh, an increase in accidents in wet weather. That's a public document that people can uh, can see on the city's website when they can see the statistics there. So uh, council, uh, even even in the absence of um, uh, this information being in front of them, have been directing staff to undertake a number of things over the last three or four years. So there's been a, a considerable amount of improvements uh, with respect to roadside safety and signage and guardrails and those types of things that have happened over the last number of years. And all of those things are to help improve the safety of the road and Notwithstanding, you know, it's it, you don't have to explain to too many people that friction is a pretty important thing. But there's a lot of other things that are, are important to help um, people interact with the roadway and make decisions about how fast they should go. I mean, one of the things that I, I know we've we've said over the years, and, and it, it does bear uh, repeating, is that we do see a lot of speeding on the link, and uh, so that that's something that can't be lost in the conversation. But Certainly this, uh, this information that was shared last night is important, but there has been a, a number of things that have happened over the last number of years to improve the safety of both the Link and the Red Hill. The, one of the things that was talked about yesterday, of course, well, you mentioned medians, barriers, etc. Are you talking about all the way along the, the pathway? So one of the reports that went to Council last night, Council approved, was for us to do a, kind of a functional design to basically look at the entire length of the, 
the link in the Red Hill. And, and really, this is kind of a future-looking thing to say, you know, uh, what would it look like if we add a lane? What would it look like if we add lighting? Um, when you add lighting, you start to trigger a bunch of other things because now you have to think about protecting the bases. And so do you put in a center concrete barrier wall? If you're going to do that, now you have to do complete stormwater drainage. Um, so uh, something like that triggers a lot of other things. And so when we look kind of into the future and we say, you know, the idea of a third lane there, it does trigger a bunch of other work. So we're just trying to get our arms around that through the study to say, what are all the things that we would need to do and try to come forward with what would the, kind of the capital cost of that be? And I guess the, the initial response to that is this is not going to be cheap, is it? No, adding a lane, and, and certainly if we're going to add some illumination to that, uh, either for the entire length or parts of the, uh, the roadway, that's going to be pretty significant money. And, you know, when you make an investment uh, in a facility like this, it becomes it becomes one of your key. This is a key transportation facility. It's, it, it sees traffic volumes like no other road in the city. Uh, it's it's integral to our economy now. Um, we, while it, it, it becomes a, 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 a facility that really helps your entire city from a from a growth and prosperity perspective, um, it, it's it's a big undertaking and it's it's a considerably uh, expensive asset first of all to build and then obviously to maintain. So, yeah, whenever you're having these kinds of conversations, you're not talking about lunch money. This would be a pretty big uh, pretty big expenditure. So. So council wants to get ahead of that um, because obviously they need to budget for it and, and put in a, a plan so that if, if they do make a decision to move forward with some or all of these works, um, that they can do it in a way that's not going to, uh, you know, that's that's going to be palatable from a, from a budget perspective. Dan, is the uh, reduction in speed limit from 90 down to 80, is that along the whole length of both roads or is it just the Red Hill? No, the recommendation that got approved last night was for the reduction to 80 uh, only on the Red Hill Valley Expressway from uh, green, the, about the Green Hill Interchange down to the QEW. So down, okay, I get that. That's the railway bridge, the, the overpass there on the Red Hill, and that's that's going to be at 80 kilometers uh, down on in. And uh, the consideration, again, about medians, uh, which have been discussed in the past. Uh, the lighting at the top, which, which was already discussed, uh, is there extra money for that now? Uh, there's there's no money been dedicated specifically for lighting that the idea of illumination will get swept up in this this broader functional design analysis kind of study that we're going to do on the entire facility from the 403 all the way to the QEW. What do you say to the people that are driving on that road every day and and hear something like this and say, is this safe? I mean, it's it's, it's raising a question in some people's minds. I've seen just some of the reaction on social media today after the story broke about what's going on. Like they're sure not sure if they should be driving on this road. I think the message is, is to, to drive for the conditions, drive the speed limit. Um, you know, all the things that you would, you know, that, you, that I tell my kids is, you know, you know, leave your phone alone, drive for the conditions, drive the limit, um, and, and it, people should be fine. I mean, they, they, uh, they shouldn't have any concerns about their safety if they're doing all the right things. And that's why, you know, I, I don't want to be perceived as trying to distract from the issue of the friction. There's no question it's an issue. But it's, it's, it's when you combine that with speeding and you combine that with uh, driving conditions. Um, you know, there are millions of people who drive on that facility every year that don't have any problem. And uh, so, so we, we tend to focus on the collisions, and we absolutely should. Those are absolutely important and, um, because that tells us things about the road. Uh, but it's, it's kind of this, it's, it's the same kind of simple message that we always tell people is drive for the conditions and drive the limit and pay attention and that kind of thing, and, and people should be fine. Dan McKinnon, General Manager, Public Works for the City. Dan, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks for this. You're welcome, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.